what was the first handheld that you remember playing? And it can be any handheld, any handheld uh, video game console system, whatever you want to call it. So I, I, there is an age difference between me and Nomad here. So just know that what I'm going to say is not as old as what he's going to say. <laughs> I can I can literally be Uncle Dad's Uncle Papa. <laughs> you can be Dad Uncle. <laughs> I can be Game Papa. I can also be Uncle Dad Papa. <laughs> um, so for me, you know, and we didn't grow up very wealthy. So I kind of got to get what I got. And the first handheld that I remember playing... And I don't know if you would count it even as a handheld, but I do. Hey, if it's in your hand and you played it in some video game, it's a handheld. Okay, well, it's barely a video game, but I would say I want to go with um, Tiger Electronics. They did the, um, right, Tiger Electronics? Yeah, they did the, uh, what would you call the screen? Like, it's a type of screen, right? Like a. It's a uh, monochrome. Is that what it's called? I think so. Okay, yeah. so it's basically like, you know, it's, it has like a, it has oh. a permanent background, which it, would be like a backdrop. Mm-hmm. Let's say Let's say you're playing, I don't know. Mario Brothers. It's like a level picture of the level, but the foreground is the level itself or the game itself. Yeah. And then you would move forward, but then like the buttons would be like, you what you think would be left or right would be like kick punch, and then like they would be like block or something. And you know because they were cheap, they were affordable, mm-hmm. and that was the first like handheld I got. But the first like real handheld console I would say I got was actually the uh, Game Boy. Now, okay. I actually have a fun story about that real quick. Okay. So growing up, my dad, you know, he's the main reason why I got into gaming because he was actually a lightweight gamer and handled one. But he kept saying, get the Game Gear. Get the Game Gear because it's... Smart man. Well, because it's colored. You know, it's in color, you know. Why would you want the Game Boy? Like, get the Game Gear, you know. And... This is maybe why I get along with Pop so good, man. Oh, yeah, probably. <laughs> and um, I was like, yeah, but it doesn't have Mario. You know, that was the thing. Yeah. And he was like, but Sonic's just as cool and it goes fast. <laughs> Has blast processing. He didn't know that. So, yeah. But he was like, it goes fast and it's in color. His whole thing was that it was in color and that the light, the back screen lit up. Mm-hmm. And because uh, at this point, I think, right, when the yeah, Game Gear the came Yeah, the Game out, Boy was a little long in the tooth before the um, right the Game Gear came out. But it, yeah. it has some hitters, man. Okay. I really wanted the Game Boy. So we went to Toys R for those who are listening from the Stockton area, it was the Toys R Us before I went there, wherever that was. Do you remember? It's not. It became a part of the mall, I think. But it before, you know what I'm talking about? Uh, the original Toys R Us. Yeah, in our area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would go to that one. I went there, and he, my dad goes, "Are you sure? Because this is it." <laughs> and I said, "Yeah, I want it." So, but they didn't have Mario, so I had to get Donkey Kong Country. Uh, well, and it, it still came with Tetris, right? It, t- Tetris is a pack-in? No, because when I was able, able to get that, it was Game Boy Pocket, not Game Boy. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't the original uh, yeah, spinning screen color. Yeah, because I was already, t- I was too young when that came out. Okay. Um, so Game Boy Pocket would have been my choice. And um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I got that, right? And I loved it. The funny thing is, I guess my dad couldn't sit well with that. So then when Christmas came along... He bought me a fucking Game Gear. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. What was your first Game Gear game you got? Uh, Sonic 2, I think it was. Oh, that's a good one. Do you yeah. know the code about Sonic 2? No, I don't. Yeah. So when on Sonic 2, when it starts up, you wait for Sonic second blink. When he blinks his eye, you hit the start button and you can level select. Really? Debug mode, yeah. Oh, wow. A little code. I don't remember what I did yesterday. 
but for whatever reason, I could <laughs> I can remember back to nineteen. Do you want to know why that is? Ninety three or something. I, don't I can know. tell you why. It was more is. fond memories. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So. And I it was I didn't have concussions then. You know what's funny is uh, <laughs> I didn't have um, what's funny too is I think growing up, uh, my dad is the main reason kind of why I chose the odd side of gaming because I think you know this too. Like you don't know me as long as you have. I've always kind of been like you, chosen choosing the the odd side, the, the less the less yeah. popular. Yeah. And it's because of my father, I think, because he was always like, "Well, that's weird, mm-hmm. <laughs> right?" And uh, you know, he doesn't really play games anymore now. All he plays is like the Madden games. But I'm okay with that because he's still playing games. I say, yeah. And uh, so, big shout out to you, Pop, for listening. Um, but anyways. Uh, so that, yeah, that's my, I'm sorry for the long story, but yeah. Yeah, dude, just jumped right into the game, but we're supposed to start before that. Man. Uh, yeah, but I mean, remember, I'm younger, so it's yeah. like, um, for you, I'm sure it was probably the fucking football game with it, the three dots. It was. <laughs> yeah. I was just going to say that right now. Yeah. Uh, so my my first game that I got uh, uh, handheld was, um, and this I'm definitely dating myself on this one, guys, but some of you can probably remember this. Uh, and they actually re-released them. You can find them at Hobby Lobbies. But uh, my first handheld, I think it was given to me or a flea market buy or something like that. Same thing. Like, we didn't grow up well. I didn't grow up wealthy. Um, a lot of my stuff was was given to me secondhand and whatnot. But it was the it was called the Mattel Classic Basketball game. I, I actually had that. Yeah, dude. Yeah. yeah, so it was like a, a dot matrix yeah, kind exactly. of, you know, and it's just like, blink, 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 and you hit the shoot button, and if it, if you heard that, then you means you made it. If not, it'd go, and it, you would brick. So that one, and then they had the football one mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. And the football one was pretty cool because um, there was like, we were a dot, <laughs> and, uh, you know, going to score a touchdown, and I, I put in hours upon hours into that game. Um but that was my first handheld. I won't say my second like you did, because <laughs> we might be skipping ahead. Unless you want me to tell you. Well, the only reason why I said the second one because it's that was the more prominent one. The other ones were just like that because you guys were the first ones I played, not the first ones I owned. Yeah. So fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I did want to add to what you're saying. You know what's a beautiful time about that year, that era of gaming, is that it wasn't obviously it wasn't about the graphics. No. It was about somebody told you, hey. That's football, right? Yep. It had the corresponding lights of what football would be, and your mind creates the story. Absolutely, and there's a like, lot of imagination. Involved. Totally, and you're like, uh, you're a Rams fan, yep. you know. And let's say you hate the Niners, which I know you do, and it's like, yeah, I'm going against the fucking that fuck up, right? And you're yep. like a young kid, and I think that magic will never come again because we'll never make a game like that. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> But, I mean, for those who are interested and want to know what I'm talking about, definitely hit up Hobby Lobby. They got them, man. Don't hit up Hobby Lobby. We don't support Hobby Lobby here. Okay. Well, don't hit up Hobby Lobby. <laughs> Go to eBay and find, and look up uh, Retro Gaming Nomad's don't they old sell, handhelds. Don't they sell that at GameStop? I thought they did. Um, I've seen them at a GameStop. You know what? I think a couple years ago they did okay. have them at GameStop. And I, I think, think I've right. seen them also at a Hot Topic, too. I used to get a, you know, it used to be a, a, a little gem of a place to get those things, man. What's that? Especially like the little Nintendo came out with their own little dot matrix, little Mario Brothers yeah, and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. Like you were saying, kind of like the Tiger Electronics. Dude, Kmart. K- Kmart used to, they used to have yeah, a yeah. ton of that stuff, they man. Did. And I used to, whenever I went to Kmart, man, I would love going in there and just like looking at the keychain, little Mario Brothers yeah. and all those handhelds, man. It was fantastic. All right. So uh, let's now dive into the memories of. Of what we got, I think the, the the way we kind of figured out the show, 
I don't know if you agree with me on this. It's like kind of you throw a title, I throw a title, and we mm. bounce back and forth. Does that sound about right? Yeah, yeah. So um, your first handheld was, uh, you said, Game Boy. Yes. Uh, pocket. I guess I should be clear. Game, Game Boy, Boy Pocket. Pocket. Game yes. Boy Pocket. And Which, for those who don't know, because it's possible, is uh, it's basically, the original Game Boy was very large. It yes. was like like a little brick, basically. Almost like a brick, yeah. And it required like four batteries. Mm-hmm. Whereas the Game Boy Pocket was probably like, I don't know, a quarter of its size, mm-hmm. right? Um, I don't know the dimensions, though. You know the dimensions or no? Uh, no, I can grab it right now. Yeah, but you're not going to be able to tell me the dimensions. <laughs> uh, it's about... It's about uh, bigger than your palm. Yeah, it's, a, it's about uh, five inches long, maybe <laughs> an inch thick. People are going to be like, what is he talking about right now? <laughs> uh, it takes two AAA batteries. That's not the only thing. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, so, so the... Um, uh, the Game Boy Pocket was very sleek, very small. Yep. Um, definitely still had the same like aesthetic and look yep. as the original Game Boy, just a lot slimmer. And, um, you know, it had a reflective screen on the back. Yes. So if you played it outside or whatnot, uh, you would get a nice reflection. Yep. Now, I got to ask you, on your Game Boy Pocket, did you get the warm light? You motherfucking know I yeah. did. Yeah. So, because my, again, back to that story I was telling you, my dad was complaining that there's no light. There's no light. Mm-hmm. He goes, if you're going to play it, you got to play it right. So, he bought me that warm light. And literally up until my 20s, I had that light. And uh, I don't know what happened to it, but uh, it, was a, it was a purple one. Yeah, it's funny. I have, I, I have one as well. I'll show you later. But yeah. um, did you know in Japan, they re- released, only in Japan, the Game Boy Pocket Light? With the, with the light on it, right? Or light yeah, Indiglo. Yeah, they used Indiglo technology. But in the screen, of, right? In the screen. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. Up, yeah. and it was like impressive. Um, I had one. I don't. I think it's in storage, maybe. But um, when I first saw that, I was like, I gotta get one. And that actually introduced me to uh, import gaming. Was, oh, really? Was that that system? Well, that's a whole other subject. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll d- delve into that later. Uh, but okay. Another episode. Yeah. So for uh, what was your question? Do you have any questions? I'm sorry. <laughs> Not just uh, just your thoughts. I don't know. I don't know what I was talking about. <laughs> yeah, I was like, did he ask me something? <laughs> All right. So let me let me throw it to you real quick. Uh, ga- handheld gaming. Mm-hmm. We'll start from handheld. We're talking about handheld consoles, then I guess, right? Yeah, handheld consoles. All yeah. right. So let's go back. Obviously, we have consoles like the Game Boy. We have consoles like uh, the Game Gear. And we'll dive into the Game Gear more in a second, but let's go a little more obscure. Uh, the one that sticks to my mind always is the Atari Lynx. Oh, I'm glad you said that because I was waiting for you to ask me what was my first one that I ever owned. My first handheld, believe it or not, that yeah. I ever owned was the Atari Lynx. And it was the Atari Lynx 1, so version the, 1. So a lot of people call that the what? The Javelin. Yes, because it's fucking huge. It is huge. Yeah. It is about, I don't know, maybe a foot long. Yeah. Um, it used, uh, I, I don't know, God, I don't know how many batteries, uh, but it ate through them like crazy. But yeah. what was really unique about the Atari Lynx was it had a color screen. Um it was uh, backlit. You had the ability to basically it had a button on there that says flip. So I can play the game, hand it to my friend, and the buttons were laid out to where they can just hit the flip screen and, and play it. And to anybody who's like left-handed and likes, likes to use the, the D-pad... Uh, with their right hand instead of left, it was that was an option for you. Yeah. In a lot of the games, um, 
uh, and it used links and uh, links means more than just uh, the Atari links as the as the cat as the the jungle cat whatever you want to call it oh that's right the links is a cat right it's a it's a cat it's a it's a form well everything with atari was a cat right yeah well it was, yeah it was atari jaguar <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah i don't know what it, i never saw a 2600 in the jungle or a 7200 hey, jungle. i did <laughs> back in 72 yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, the but, concrete um, jungle but it was cool you can actually system link it too very much like the game boy did, uh later on came out with the uh link cable and you could play games like steel talons and uh, cyberball and play two-player and it was fantastic i loved it but god i had to plug that thing in all the time because you just you couldn't run on battery which i think was one of the major factors when it came to the game boy was its great battery life Mm -hmm. and for you know that might not sound like anything right now to you guys because everything's battery uh, built-in batteries now uh but back then that was a major factor to parents man because look how expensive batteries were and you had to keep buying them, keep buying them, keep buying them. Good Lord. Yeah. Could you imagine? Oh, like, my God. Oh, I'm, I'm playing my Atari Lynx. I got a cool three hours before <laughs> before my $20 of batteries right. die. Yeah. Uh, I have a fun story about the Atari Lynx real quick. So one of my old bosses from a while ago, uh, his name was Richard. And if you're ever listening, Richard, this is stories for you. Uh, he was a big gamer like you and I, growing up at least. And he goes, I go, yeah, so what was your games growing up? He's like, man... I had a fr- friend who had Atari Lynx, and he was like, come on, come over and play the Atari Lynx. And I'd be like, why? To play Bonk's Adventure? No, thank you. Or no, no, I'm so, sorry. I'm thinking of TurboGrafx. Sorry, sorry. I'll say Bonk's didn't, didn't I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm thinking, was, yeah, you're thinking of Turbo Express, which is, which is uh, <laughs> one of my you favorites. Know what? We might as well just go right into that, oh, then, I guess. Oh, the Turbo Express. Yes, uh, yeah, in, yeah. <laughs> in, in my Mount Rushmore of handhelds, that that's up there, man. Um, yeah. I always get the Lynx and Turbo mixed up. I don't up. know how. I think it's because they were both kind of large. No, the the Lynx was huge, yeah. dude. And then the Lynx Two came out, which was big as well. Yeah, but the Turbo Express it was like the size of the original Game Boy. Yeah, maybe a little bit thicker. Uh, kind of the same concept, vertical, you know, uh, uh, design. Two buttons plus your run and start. You still had the ability to, if anybody knows about the Turbo Graphics, they they had a built-in like turbo um, switch on there for both your A and B buttons, or one and two buttons. I forgot what it was, but anyways, uh, you can actually hit there. And as some people think that was cheating, but when you you know play certain games, especially shooters, uh, that definitely came in uh, handy. But was so fantastic about the Turbo Express if you were able to get one because these things were super expensive. Uh, how much were they back then? Back then, uh, I want to say the Turbo Express retailed back then. I want to say for almost three hundred dollars. Wow! It was like two hundred fifty to three hundred dollars. But here's here's what it was: you literally literally had a TurboGrafx sixteen in your hand. It used the same exact hue cards. That's what they're called. Little little you know um, cartridge like cards that were fully exposed. But you slid them in, and it would play exactly how it did on your screen. Um, you had a backlit screen. It used, I believe, uh, four, I could check four or four double double A batteries went through them. Like, you know, like you go through cheesecake. Yeah. I go through cheesecake. 
<laughs> I, I'm lactose intolerant. I can't eat cheesecake. Uh, that's not true. I've seen you eat cheesecake in front of me. As long as I'm home. As long as I'm. I've seen you eat cheesecake while playing your Atari Lynx. <laughs> hey, as long as I'm by a potty, I'm, and I'm then get... you take your Atari Lynx to the potty. Oh, that's why it's called a handheld. Hey. And then sometimes, well, no, not the hand. Not I'm gonna, the Atari I'm gonna Lynx. pause you real fast. Not the Atari Lynx though, because I have to plug that thing in. <laughs> I'm gonna pause you real fast. Sure. Because we need to drink up. Okay, so let's put let's put a little pause on the um, Turbo Express right now, and then we'll because uh... I know you could dive into that. Yeah, yeah, I, I got. I give me like two more minutes on the Express. Yeah, you got it, bro. So what we're drinking here, I'm a big fan of this brewery uh, called Alvarado Street, uh, which is in the Monterey area. Uh, we also have um, it's actually a partnership with Alvarado Street and Smog City Brewing. Yeah, so it's a hazy IPA at 6.8%. <laughs> as, as Mr. Nomad likes to say, everything's always high ABV for some reason. Why? I don't know, but that happens to be the case. So let me go ahead and hand him one. Uh, Mr. Nomad, there you go. Danke. Um, what's really cool about this and the reason why I got it is that it's actually a part to help the parks of California. So every purchase, a portion of it goes towards helping the state parks of California. So I think that's awesome. Um, so hazy IPA, I love hazy IPAs. I don't know if you do. I like a West Coast IPA more. Oh yeah, tell me the difference. Uh, clearer, <laughs> uh, but they're 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 filtered more. Okay, um, flavor. Uh, hazy's uh, a lot more like unfinished. Okay, well, anyways, <laughs> but that, that's that's the attraction. Though. Yeah, right. Gotcha. So, so, but I, I'm not saying I don't like them. Okay, because you know retro gaming, no bad. <laughs> Me's like all kinds of beers. I just like to get fucked up. <laughs> In the words of Mike, Mike Hampton, you just want to get fucked up. <laughs> all right, here's that ASMR for you. That's way better. <laughs> and uh, here we go. I don't know anybody who drinks beer like that. That's ridiculous. What are you doing? It's for the mic. <laughs> Could you imagine if somebody really tracked like that? You're at the bar. He's like, look, look, look. I, I know people, man. <laughs> I grew up around bars, man. My my dad was a partial owner for a bar one time. I've seen people drink beer like that. Ooh, that's a that's a fun beer. It's actually pretty good. Yeah, I like this. I like this too, actually. Now, just to kind of tie tie in this fact real fast. Do you like uh, parks? Not parks, but like like big time parks, like a uh, county park or national parks. You know what? Um, I don't really go to many national parks. Um, I, I'm more of a, like a foothills kind of guy. Okay. So I, I've never been to Yosemite. Um, really? I'm going. Are you? Hopefully, we're going this year. Oh, nice. You should. It's beautiful. Yeah, but I do uh, parks like uh, uh, more like the national forest kind of thing okay. or like big trees in, here in California. Um, yeah, that's it. Well, I definitely think we should support the parks. So thank you so much for creating this beer, Smog City and Alvarado Street. All right. So continue your rant on... Turbo Graphics. Okay, so the NEC... No, 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 Turbo Graphics. Well, the Turbo Express. Turbo Express, yeah. So the NEC Turbo Express, um, like I said, had uh, the built-in rapid fire. And uh, just looking at it right now, I did double check, and it does take six AA batteries, which one's corroded right now, so i got to take that thing out. But um, what I like so much about it is, like I said, it plays exact, exactly the same as a home console on a little tiny screen that's maybe three by two color backlit what was unique about the uh, turbo express they were so ahead of their time on this so it had an audio video out so you're able to hook this up to tvs if you wanted to and play it directly to your uh tv just like a console 
and they came out what uh, later would be copied by by um, Sega, which is a, a TV tuner. So back in the days, um, believe it or not, kids, um, we used antennas to pick up television signals. And they had this little TV tuner that screwed in the side uh, and had a little antenna that you would extend. And you could pick up um, uh, both radio and television waves and use it as a portable television as well. Uh, it had volume control. It had brightness. had an earphone jack and, of course, a link uh, and a link cable and, um, of course, an AC uh, power adapter. That's which so awesome. I, I also used. And it had a little 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 hook little thing so you could put a, like a wrist strap on it so you wouldn't drop it. Um, but a fantastic, fantastic handheld, very sought after now, way ahead of its time. The design of it, the aesthetics of it is, uh, it's, it's super comfortable. Give it, give it a feel. Tell me what you think. I mean, <laughs> it's comfortable for what it, at the time. For what it was. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah I mean, what was that? I, I don't even know what year that came out. Now, would I be able to turn this on or no? Uh, no, I saw the corrosion on one of the oh, batteries, okay. so please don't turn it on. I was like, oh, cause that'd be kind of cool. If they can hear it, but yeah. Uh, but I mean, it's it's crazy because it's it is a so for the for the time this would have been what time what what year? Oh man, roughly, I, roughly. I want to say, God, I want to say ninety two. So you know what? For the early nineties, I would say that this is a pretty a pretty portable console. And the fact of the matter is, to your point, that you can plug it into the TV. I mean, that's huge, right? I mean, that's a fucking huge fucking deal. Uh no, uh nineteen ninety. Oh, so literally, the yeah, 90s. December, December first, nineteen ninety. So manufactured in, in Japan. Okay, but still manufactured in the late eighties, right? So, honestly, you're right. I mean, for for the time era, this is totally a a a small portable console. Um, I see that there's a power here, right? Mm -hmm. So you could AC adapter, AC adapter. Yep. So you can, but but it's not. You couldn't do chargeable batteries, right? You had to do just keep it plugged in and play. You, you had to keep, yeah, you had to keep it plugged in and play. I mean, you can you can buy rechargeable batteries and then keep charging them and and popping them in the back. But was yeah, that a, rechargeable batteries was that a thing back then? It was a thing. Oh, yeah, it must and they were super shit. expensive. Yeah. And and I and I was right. It was it was about two hundred fifty dollars release wow. in, uh, when it first released. Yeah, that's uh that's so a ahead of its time, man. Yeah, this, for this, sure. This system is freaking awesome. It's one of my favorites. Uh, anybody who knows about the Turbo uh, Graphics 16, uh, NEC's Turbo Graphics 16 library of games, there's a ton of like vertical arcade shooters, and that's my forte, man. That's and I, I absolutely love this console, the system. Super underrated. Unfortunately, you know they pulled the plug on both their home console and the handheld. But uh, well, let's uh, tell the audience some of your favorite games. Just name some. Oh, uh, Blazing Lasers um, was fantastic. I, I was a big pinball guy, so Demon Crush. Um, uh, God, uh, what's the ninja game that was on that one? Bonk's uh, Adventure. Bonk's Adventure, of course. <laughs> of course, Bonk's Adventure was cool. Um, uh, but the one that really got me, really got me going, just strategy games was the classic Military Madness. Oh. Military Madness on this thing, I still play I today. I have my uh, Turbo Mini hooked up to my TV right now, and um, yeah, it's, it's a fantastic game. Uh, and there's a, there's like a Japanese, um, <laughs> uh, oh man, croquet game. Oh, really? That's available. That is addicting as hell so for those who don't know what croquet is what is that uh croquet is like a uh game that's similar kind of like to golf but instead of putting the ball into a hole you're using like almost like a little 
Like a hammer. Uh, yeah, a wooden hammer that's like uh, you would use kind of like as a putter. And you would knock them through these little rings that are yeah. uh, spiked into the grass. And if you get them through, you get a point. And to get another chance, all you have to do is hit somebody else's ball. Yep. And you can knock you can knock their ball off course and send them to, you know, another area code and you're screwed. And another one I have to bring up uh, for um, my favorite games. And it was one of the best versions. <coughs> Bless you. It was one of the best versions made. Um, was R-Type. R-Type for the uh, TurboGrafx-16. Fantastic. Yeah, I... Um, Art, yeah, I, I remember... I, I think I played that with you a long time ago, I think, R-Type, on, on the TurboGrafx. On the I Turbo, think. yeah. It's, 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 it's such a great um, version, uh, uh, port of the arcade. Uh, the TurboGrafx, although it's called the TurboGrafx-16... It's technically an 8-bit system, but it has the 8-bit like um, visual booster chip or whatever. And it had a lot more colors than what was available on the NES and the, and the Sega Genesis at the, at the time. So a lot of their uh, graphics would look cleaner, but it was really kind of a trick. It was just a lot, a lot more colors. Gotcha. Do you think uh, Turbo Graphics should come back and make a modern-day console? NEC? Um I don't know. Um, they re they released the mini, yeah, and to a lot of fanfare, you know, it it got incredible reviews. Out of all the mini systems that re released, the NES, the Super Nintendo, the Genesis, the the Turbo Graphics sixteen is my favorite mini system. Nice. Um, and I'm not saying that because everybody knows I'm a huge Sega fan. No no disrespect to the uh, Sega Genesis or the Turbo. And then we're talking like non mod, just out of yeah. out of the box. Uh, bang for your buck, the Turbo is, is, in my opinion, the best because you have the uh, American and the Japanese uh, style games on there. So you can play games, which is one of your favorite, which is Snatcher. You can actually play that on there. But we're getting uh, we're getting ahead of ourselves. We're just starting to talk <laughs> mini systems right now. We're talking about the Turbo Express right now. Yeah, I don't I don't know if I want to do an episode on mini systems this year, but <laughs> eventually, eventually, yes. Um, okay, your so, turn, my turn. So. When I think of um, consoles, and you know, I guess I'm just might as well dive into it. Let's go back to what I had, the Game Boy. So, to your point, yeah, Tetris came with the early version of it, and now let's talk about the versions of the Game Boy. You had the original, which had like a green dot matrix screen, right? Uh, yeah, it was a green, green, I don't dot matrix, monochrome screen, whatever. Some it was. shit like that, yeah. yeah. Uh, looked horrible in my opinion. Contrast you always had to fuck with, but that, but that, that was your choice. You know, it oh, was just, it was right. revolutionary right. at, the right. Time, right. at the time. You know, yeah. and again, it goes back to battery life. Yes, yes. Uh, you had that Game Boy Pocket, Game yep. Boy Color, and then Game Boy Advance, mm -hmm. which in turn led to something else. But we'll dive that later. But um, in all of the Game Boy versions, the Game Boy versions, I think the Game Boy Color was the best, obviously, because it was everything that you wanted, but still one big flaw. No backlit screen. Mm -hmm. But that's ultimately why the battery life was so good. Yeah, absolutely. Because there, no, there was no light. So that that totally made sense. Now, my games that I loved on there... Now, you're going to have to correct me on some of these names because I can't... It's been so long. But there was a Wario game that I fucking loved on there that was so popular. It was like Wario Land 3? Or no? Yeah, there was a Wario Land, and I think that was uh, basically... Uh, it was like 
Wario Land, Super Mario Brothers, something, something was a subtitle. I think I could be wrong. Okay. Uh, but the first Wario Land, I think, was on the. Um, I want to say that was on the uh, Virtual Boy. But. They, I think you were right. I th- they yeah. did do a Wario style uh, game or a Wario game on the Game Boy. Yeah. yeah. So that Wario game, whatever that was, I love that one. I was a huge fan of. Uh, they've remade Donkey Kong, the arcade game, on the Game Boy. Yes, I have, dude. Can I? Yes. Go, but I would like to dig into this one because that's one of go my all-time favorites. Go ahead, go ahead, let's hear it. So the Donkey Kong game that came out for the Game Boy, the original Donkey Kong Game Boy. A lot of people don't know this, but once you finish the game in its entirety, and I think you have to go to the Pie Factory like three times. Yeah. It then opens up to a platformer, a puzzle platformer, which was the grandfather to what we know as. The Mario versus Donkey Kong games right now. Oh, really? Yes. I didn't know that. And that's, dude, it, the game was fantastic. Like, I, I played it, and then I was like, what is this? It's like an extended version? Okay, I'll play it. And I was like, wait a minute. This is a strategy game. Yeah. That I have to find the key to get to the next level. And I was like, well, and so when Mario versus Donkey Kong came out, and I was like, hey, this is the sequel to the original Donkey Kong on the, on the game. Oh, Boy. that's cool. That's cool. But yeah, fantastic, man. Love it. Yeah, yeah. I was a big fan of that. I used to play that. Um, I had a friend growing up, and he had. I didn't have that game. He did. And he only borrowed all the time, and I played on the school bus all the time. I was a big fan of that game. Um, another one that I, I remember that I think most people do is the Super Mario Land. Yeah, those those, those are classic. Those they are played so extremely good. well. Oh my god, those played extremely well, man. The only thing is when when you hit the turbo button and Mario's going kind of fast, you got a little bit of blur. A little bit, a little bit, but for the most part, it still ran. It ran, it ran so fine, so well. Uh, I like that a lot. And you know what? You might make fun of me on this one. Probably but I, will, but I loved it. Because, you know, I'm a comic guy. Oh, I love the Punisher on the Game Boy. Okay. Did you ever play that? No, I don't think I played the Punisher it on the was, Game Boy. I might have. It was in the style of, do you remember Terminator 2, the arcade game? Yes. It was in that style. I might have played that. I think my friend Billy had that. And, and he, he was a big he was a big comic guy. I think it was cool, Punisher. man. And, like, you know, when you look back, comic books were not as hyped up as they are now. Mm-hmm. Right? So when you got something that represented who you were, like, in comics... It's like, fuck yeah, I had to play that because, you know, that wasn't common back then. They were superhero movies weren't, are they out there now, right? And, you know, you were like a select group of people. Like, I remember being in school talking about, hey, guys, you guys get the the the, the Punisher game. And they were like, oh, yeah, it's so good. You know, but like, it, it, we were just that group of nerds that dug that. But, you know, they weren't as loved as they are now, right? Does that make sense? Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, one of the games that I was put onto and I didn't own, but after playing it, I, I I went out and got a Game Boy when I saved up enough money and I got it was the Gargoyle game. That, yes, that based that? on the on the TV show, right? Uh, I I don't know. I just I just played the game. I think is it Capcom. I think Capcom did that one. It is the TV show. So Disney had a TV show called Gargoyles. Okay. Yeah, and uh, they made a game on that. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. dude, that game was fantastic on the yeah. Game Boy. Awesome. Yeah, so I, I don't know, stuff like that. And then Tetris, obviously, Tetris was like a game changer to Rule have Rule the that. world. Rule the fucking Rule and, the world. And that guy only got, what did he get, like $500 yeah. or and something And where did it come from? from? Evil Russia. Russia. <laughs> but the man who created it was not evil. He was not. No, no, He was no. a sweetheart, from, from what I understand. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, go Ukraine. Um, so I think uh, what's interesting about the whole um, thing that's happening with handhelds and the Game Boy in that time, it was like... A lot of things were the same, right? Everything was kind of like, oh, we're a 2D side-scroll. We're a 2D whatever. Mm. But then you got some games that were kind of odd. Like, But then, before I get into the odd, 
there was one game that changed the Game Boy for me. That changed the world. Killer Instinct. No, sir. Oh, okay. Pokemon. Oh, uh, of course. You cannot talk about the Game Boy. Of course. Game, and not Fre- talk game about... Freak's Pokemon. If that game doesn't exist, I don't know if Pokemon would have the hype that it does, that it led to, you know? Yeah, I mean, you look at when Pokemon came out. Yes. To what it has become now. Yes. How popular it is. And I get friends that tell me like, oh, there's Pokemon still around? I was like, dude, go to your local video game shop. It's probably when, bigger now than it ever Pokemon was. When Pokemon releases. Yeah. When Pokemon cards are announced. Yeah. When the ETBs come out. The what? Uh, um, the ETBs. It's uh, the... Um, uh, God, I forgot what it's called. <laughs> something, something training booster packs. Whatever. Oh, oh, elite training box. Elite training, elite, yes. elite training box. Okay, sorry. I just put that together. I was like ETBs. Uh, when the ETBs <laughs> come out, sorry. Okay. When the ETBs come out, go to your local video game or hobby shop, and there's a line around the block. I mean, it's crazy, and it's not. And things like, oh, Pokemon are for kids. No, you get because you got to ruin how many like generations it has, you know, spanned. So you got people that grew up on Pokemon, red and blue. Got into the card game, what whatnot, which is the you know rock paper scissors format, and they are they now have children of, of mm-hmm. their own. Yep. Some of them grandchildren. Yeah, and they're doing Pokemon, and it's just genius marketing by Nintendo because they're saying, hey, let's just re-release the same game yeah. and call it a little bit different, add a couple of Pokemon because you know what, you got to catch them all, bro. <laughs> you got to catch. You them always got to chase that dragon, man. <laughs> But it's funny you say it like that too because, and I I know this is like sidetracking, but that is the genius of Nintendo in general. Yes, it's the fact that that is something that they know that you grew up with it. So now you and yours can grow up with it. Yep. And now you, yours, and theirs. Yep. Can grow up with it. And they keep going to that well, and guess yep. what? It keeps paying off, man. But I, I I give them props on this. They don't just do a little like cheap rehash. When they do a remake and a re-release they do it the right way and they do try to make new things out of these properties they do like uh and i know this is totally sidetracking but pokemon legends arceus arceus it is a whole departure from what we know as pokemon you know like it it is the same base idea but it's not pokemon that we know i'm gonna lose i'm gonna lose a lot of fans right now okay i've never played a pokemon game ever the only pokemon game i ever played like literally like play through uh and this uh, uh, credit to my my boy jess and his brother tang was a uh, pokemon puzzle league which which was <laughs> was great which which was tetris attack yeah which was great yeah, yeah. Uh, but pokemon um but yeah so if you guys uh unfollow me i understand uh, you can follow him just don't stop listening don't stop listening <laughs> yeah. uh but yeah I, I never i never really got into the pokemon games I respect them. I understand what they're about. I just, I never got them. I, I had a bad experience with Pokemon. Okay. But what did you say, though? It's also an age thing? Because you were at pretty older at that point, right? Or older. I was older. But even then, there's 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 stuff that I would try. And I... It just didn't speak to you. It, it's, it's, it's a topic that we can we can delve into on another episode. I mean episode. I guess a Pokemon I, episode could exist, right? Yeah, it could. <laughs> and I, I could tell you my 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 hate towards okay. the well, I'll just say this. Pokemon phenomenon when it first came okay. out. Well, I'll just say this. When it comes to at least the Pokemon games, you can't talk about Game Boy without bringing up Pokemon. Absolutely and, not. Yeah. I mean, that was, that was, I mean, it took Japan by storm. 
and then they r- realize that hey, games that are made in Japan that, that the Japanese kids and you know um, public like it can work in America too. You know, absolutely. And it's uh, yeah, dude. The things is just a juggernaut. And, and and you know, playing it as a kid because I was like in middle school that came out and I, I loved playing it. Like I would do my homework and as soon as I was done, let's go. And it was, I loved it. I loved every second round. So to me, I guess the game for me was Pokemon red. So okay, for, for, for game boy. Now we can, let's be honest. Game boy. is such a, so iconic. Yeah, of course. But we're forgetting something, something what? that you love. Yes. And we're going to dive into it right now with you. Is it what you talked about earlier with about the game gear? The game gear. We had to game gear. Okay. So game gear, and uh, you can bring up the side shoot. Which, okay. Which would be uh, Sega Nomad? Yes, but we'll okay. get to that. Uh, so, um, yeah, the Game Gear was kind of revolution, revolution, uh, revolutionary in uh, for me at least because you had a backlit screen. Mm-hmm. It was color. Mm-hmm. Had Sonic. The only, the only problem I had with that thing was, of course, the battery life was terrible. Um, and I wish I had more buttons, but it had the, uh, you know, button one, button two, and a start button. Um, still tons of fun. And they had some great games on the game gear. One of the features of the game gear though, that was not built in. You had to buy an adapter for it though, uh, was the, uh, master gear converter. So if anybody doesn't know what that is, um, the game gear is essentially the Sega master system in a handheld form. And the Sega master system was one of my all time favorite systems growing up. Everybody had NES. And that was cool. I wanted a master system. Check our earlier episodes, and uh, I have a story about that. Uh, but um, you got this uh, master gear converter that literally plugged into the cartridge slot, and it took up almost the entire backing of the game gear. And you were able to put any um, uh, Sega Master System game into that slot, and you could play it. That's on, true. And you could play it on the game gear. That's true. Except for the the shooting games because you couldn't use the gun. Oh God, that's a true thing. That's a true thing. I have it, dude. Right behind. I you. never knew that. Yeah, it's called the Master Gear Converter. I have to tell my dad that because you know what he said once growing up. He mm-hmm. goes, "Would it be cool if you could play the Master Games on there?" Yeah, you could play Master. System I should tell. I gotta tell him that. It's called the Master Gear Converter. <laughs> Fantastic man, it plays identical stuff like Penguin Land. You had original Shinobi, Ross, all the games, all, that stuff, ping, all of them. Penguin Land, huh? <laughs> well, dude, some of the best games on that system, and they're not well known. But the the title of the game is known is Shinobi. A lot of people know what Shinobi is. And we're not talking Naruto Shinobi. We're talking old school, like Shinobi, Joe Musashi Shinobi. A lot of people know him from the arcade game or Revenge of Shinobi on the Sega Genesis. Mm-hmm. But they had him as called the Game Gear Shinobi or the GG Shinobi. They made two of them. Those games were excellent platforming games and had puzzle elements in there. And I wish they continued to make those games. Because they were absolutely phenomenal. As far as handheld video games are are uh, concerned, I put the Game Gear Shinobi games up there with Gargoyles, with Pokemon. I mean, they were so well done. It's insane. So if you guys can grab uh, one of those laying around at a uh, flea market or something like that, it will be, will be well worth your investment. The Game wow. Gear also, very much like the NEC Turbo Express, had a TV tuner as well. Oh, I know that. You pop that in the back, cartridge slot, antenna extends, and you can pick up games. I used to take those to, of course, you're a 49er fan, I'm a Rams fan. I would take those to the 49ers and Rams game, and people are like, hey, what are you doing? Is that a portable TV? I was like, nah, baby, that's a game game, baby. <laughs> and I would, I would pop up the antenna, and pretty soon I would have 
a bunch of people behind me watching the replays because back then they didn't they only did the replays on the jumbotron but we had the cheap seats so we couldn't see it because the jumbotron was right. above us so we would go off the live uh feed from the game gear um yeah and i would have four or five people kind of hovering over me watching the watching the replays at least for two hours because after that the batteries died <laughs> <laughs> but they did they did release a battery pack for it i do remember that yes. remember that yeah, it yeah, looked yeah, like yeah, a turd yeah remember well, that? well it's funny you bring that up because back to the game boy they had a battery pack too and you had to hang it on your pocket, oh, your pocket. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah but at least they had the the clip aesthetics yeah, and yeah, he had yeah. a clip or something like that dude the game <laughs> it, had no like, clip. it was like what am i doing with this it looked it, it looked it looked like if if a if um if mini me had a police baton that's what it looks like it was a little battery. It looked like a freaking turd. Heavy as hell. It would recharge it and you would plug it in, but there was no place to put this thing. So I was like, you guys are missing the whole point of being a handheld, man. I gotta. I almost have to have a backpack to carry this thing. But <laughs> yeah, the Game Gear was fantastic. Uh, if anybody can, if you guys don't have one, um, seek out a friend that has one and play some of those games, man. They were good. Yeah, they're not overly expensive to get to. They're not, no. Yeah. I mean, maybe like a hundred bucks, but... Yeah, well, a lot of a lot of the screens are, you know, they're dying now. Yes, because they got the uh, what is it like the weird? It's it was like a it was like a a modified LCD screen, and the crystals are are burning up and stuff. But there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, people out there you can find, you know, on your uh, Instagrams or or Facebook and Reddit, Reddit, and they do um, uh, retro fixes, and they they could put a backlit, mm. you know, new LCD screen on there, which it looks fantastic once they do it, but yeah, the Game Gear was the Game Gear was sick, man. So I want to point something out for the Game Gear. You know, I was talking about the comic book games, right? Mm-hmm. So the reason why when my dad got me the Game Gear, what I fell in love with was that there was an overabundance at that time of comic book things I grew up with, games in video game form. Uh, they weren't the best, I'll be honest. But the fact that I could buy X Men, like all these X Men games on mm, there, there's a lot of X Men games on there in full color. And what was really great is that the art had some of the, like done by some of my favorite artists in the box. And you got fucking at the time there was that thing where people were into the the Marvel trading cards. So you would get like uh you know trading cards in there. Oh, too. they would be inside. Yeah. Oh, I never knew that. Yeah, so I was like a huge fan of that. It's like fuck yeah, I gotta buy them because I want to get those cards, and. Um, you know, comic books have always been, meant a lot to me. So, like, you know, seeing those games in full, awesome color was great, you know? So, I think the Game Gear wins my heart for that because it represented a world that wasn't really popular at the time, you know? Now, again, we go back... I think you know this, too. It's like, comic books, I never would imagine taking over the world the way it did, you know? Like, you well, because it was... it was Because now, because nerdism is accepted now. Yeah, but, like, think about this. Back then, dude, I mean, you watched, you know... For you youngsters out there, watch a movie called Revenge of the Nerds, and you probably won't get it. But but that's the way it was, you know. It's like you you didn't you didn't really speak about being in all that stuff. You had your little niche, you know, set of friends that you can you can discuss that with. But if your whole Saturday, you know, uh, was going to the local comic shop and yeah. geeking out and then buying you know Warhammer figures and painting them, yeah, you were a nerd, dude. You like nerd, you didn't yeah. you didn't you didn't say that to anybody. Yeah. You would get your ass kicked, right? And now, and now it is accepting of being that. But I think you know seeing you know like I said you know in, in the world of Game Gear, you seeing these games and you're like, fuck, dude, I love X Men, Spider Man, hell yeah. And again, the games weren't the best, but just to see representation, yeah. right? That that was the thing. So you're right. They did have a lot of them, like Maximum Carnage. I think it was. Yeah, and they put that Punisher, on there. Punisher. They had Punisher, on yeah. there. 
and they were all right. in color you know so it was just like Batman fuck games. yeah games yeah um but yeah so uh we talked about i think the big two of the past mm-hmm. now let's kind of dive in a little bit in the future okay uh obviously from the gamecube Game Boy, or sorry gamecube game boy comes the nintendo ds now we can talk about the game boy advance but let's be honest it basically was a game gear in my opinion like you know i mean that type of graphic style mm. a little bit you could do 3d graphics kind of but like yeah but well I, i'm okay skipping the game boy advance personally well i think you skipped a major handheld in my opinion but i'm gonna what, uh, go ahead go ahead what did gonna, i skip no, no tell me tell me tell me one of my favorites man it's one of my favorites i still play to this day um uh well two of them you skip tell me <laughs> well um you said a little little side piece to the Game Gear was the Sega Nomad. I did skip that. I'm sorry. Go ahead. So yes. the Sega Nomad, and we won't spend too much time on this because, yeah. I mean, yes, it's a handheld and it's phenomenal. But it is straightforward. It's very straightforward. It's yeah. a portable Sega Genesis. Right. Um, you know, you got your, and, and it was it was laid out like the, like the six button controller mm-hmm. for Street Fighter. Um, three buttons on top, three buttons on the bottom. Uh, you had your, your start button. And you were literally able to plug Sega Genesis games into the system. It had a backlit screen. Again, classic Sega. Horrible battery life. I think you put like 80 C size batteries in this thing. And it maybe lasted an hour. Um, but the fact that you could not only play Genesis games on it. You can plug in a secondary Sega Genesis yeah, controller into player, it right? and have two player on that little screen at the same time. Plus you were able to hook that thing up to the TV. So you had your Sega Genesis handheld and home console all in one. Amazing. Yeah. Absolutely. I t- amazing. Yeah. I totally, I'm totally, I'm glad you brought that up because I totally forgot about that. And it's like, that is such a huge point. I never had that. I didn't really even know about that until much later in life. But if I would have, and especially if my dad would have known that, he would probably be like, "Oh yeah, you got to get that one instead." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. When I first when I first saw the Sega Nomad, I was blown away because Sega like did no marketing for it. They didn't like there was no commercials for it, nothing like that. It just kind of came out, and I saw it at Toys R Us, and I was like, "Wait, is this is a handheld Genesis? Like what?" Yeah. And I had a library of probably eighty something games for my Sega Genesis. I could play these all on the road with a lighter adapter to plug into the car, which by the way you would need and it would drain your car battery so you die, your battery would die in the car uh, no just <laughs> just kidding but it might it might have if if you were idle the whole time uh also had a battery pack all that stuff it had to but yeah this the sega the sega genesis nomad which is somewhat my name i oh, kind of named yeah, it after yeah, retro yeah, gaming yeah. nomad it's just the fact that hey you're going place to place all around the world playing video games in my case searching for video games Stuff that I want in my collection, but um, yeah, that was that was incredible system. And then what's the other one I forgot? One of my all time favorites, and again, going to the Mount Rushmore, I have to put this one up there personally, and that's the Neo Geo Pocket. Well, I was gonna get to that. Okay, yeah, so let's go to your DS. I was just because I want to get those out the way. That's okay, why. okay, because um, I have some to say about that too. Uh, so the DS. Um, let's kind of dive into the modern day consoles DS, right? Cause I think there was no other modern day console, right? Or no. What's that? Is there any other modern day consoles? No. Right. Uh, handhelds. Yeah. Handhelds. I'm sorry. Uh, past the, well, the switch. 
I still consider that more as a, a home console. console. So I, I would going to say, because let's be honest, the Switch, that's a whole other episode. All they, all, all Nintendo did was take NEC's Turbo Graphics, man, and just... What's I'm saying, but that's, there's really not much to say about it, right? Like, it's... No, I, I mean, it's, it's a handheld, I, yeah, I guess. I mean, you can't, say, you can't say the Wii U because if no, you're away from you 30 take feet, it, right, yeah, right, you right. can't take it with you. I mean, yes, it is a handheld, but but we're ending the modern era with okay. DS. No, please continue. Now, the DS, there was three versions. DS, DS Lite, DSi. Oh, no, it was more than that. Well, I guess technically you would consider the 3DS. Then there was a 3DS. Then there was a 3DS XL. Then there was a new 3DS XL. Then there was a new and improved 2DS XL. Oh, then, yeah. there was 2D, then there was a new 2DS <laughs> yeah, and right. a 2DS XL that's Extreme. Why, that's why I don't want to do the modern shit anymore. And then there was the Dynasty Warriors Part 2. <laughs> yeah, no. Pepsi, it, was Pepsi like, Cola, it was like Dynasty like, Warriors, dude. Yeah. It just, they just it kept coming. Many, yeah, yeah. There's but, so many. But let's just talk about the base of DS and 3DS because can, those are the two. Can I can I stop and just say Nintendo, get your naming right. Stop naming stuff the same and confusing the consumer. You had a Wii and then you come out with a Wii U. You have the DS, then you have the new DS, then you have the 3DS, then you have the new 3DS, then you have the brand new 3DS, then you have the like <laughs> name it something else, man. Go the Sega route. It's easy. You have the Master System, yes. Genesis, yes. Nomad, yes. Or Game Gear, yes. Even go with the PlayStation route. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, that's <laughs> and that's I don't like that. Yeah, that's so underrated. Oh, we're gonna like when they, when they have the whole uh, oh we're gonna name our new console. Let me guess. PlayStation Five. Whoa! Oh my God! <laughs> like so unoriginal, dude. Like, dude, just name it something. You say else, it's unoriginal, man. but I tell you what, it works. It works. Yeah, and it but gets it's to the job layman, done. dude. It's to the layman, and I, I didn't even like when Microsoft did it. When they were like, "Oh, the Xbox One," and then the Xbox One S, and then, dude, you had the Xbox. You had the Xbox 360. You could. We're getting so sidetracked. I know, but I had to rant, dude. You could have called it Katana. You could have, you know, that would have been so much better. Than, dude, just call it something else, man. That's like you have Sega Pros. You had, you had the, you had the Saturn. You had the Dreamcast. You had the, hey, you know, even Jaguar. Even or, ja- Atari, 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 yeah, Jaguar, like, Lynx, twenty six, fifty two, seventy two, seventy eight, and then yeah, just name it something else, Sony. Come on, you're better than that. You're better than that. All right. Well, anyways, we're gonna talk about just the DS and 3DS. Now, the DS was a it's a two screen console that had a regular screen, uh, like a high def type screen, uh, with a um, touch screen on the bottom. Now, to me at the time, that was so fucking crazy to think that I can use a touch screen because we were still kind of new to that at the time. And when I, the game that sold me on it, I'll never forget it. There was somebody I worked with at a game store a long time ago. Uh, and uh, he was like, you got to play Trauma Center. And I was like, what do you mean? He goes, you got to play it. Yes, Trauma Center. And uh, he was like, I'm telling you, that'll sell you on the DS. And I was like, I don't know, dude. Catherine Hepburn cannot play that game. <laughs> so I said, all right, fine, I'll try it. And I played it, and I was like, wow. Yep. Because at the time, being able to use a touchscreen to be a surgeon, mm-hmm. even if it was fanciful, it doesn't matter. Like, you're being a surgeon. That's fucking insane. Cause this is at that time it was still before, like touchscreen phones really like they yeah. weren't really as popular, right? right? And it was just like whoa, like I'm a fucking surgeon. Like yeah. that's insane. Uh, Cooking Mama was another one that sold it to me. Cook Cooking Mama, that was another one that was yep. like what the fuck. Chop. <laughs> yeah. Chop the stuff and you add it to the wok, but if you add it to the wrong time, you can burn stuff. So it actually kind of mm-hmm. kind of told you like when to cook meats, when to cook vegetables. That was good. One that did it for me. 
was Grand Theft Auto. I was Chinatown just going to say that. Yeah, Chinatown Wars. I was Wars, just going to say The way you hotwire yes. a vehicle yes. and stuff like that, you use this. I was like, oh, this is sick. Dude, dude. remember, you had to cut lines of coke. You, yeah, you had to <laughs> chop up cocaine <laughs> yeah, yeah. and go skiing in the summer, man. Yeah. It was like, it, dude, it's dope. Dude, yeah. yeah, Chinatown yeah. Wars, man. One, one of the most underrated, underrated yes. forgot about Grand Theft Autos, man. Yes, yes. And that was, I think, the first handheld one after uh, San Andreas. And it was just like, holy shit, like Grand Theft Auto tickets a go? Yeah. Like, and you know, to me, there are very few franchises that have the gravitas that mm-hmm. Grand Theft Auto has. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And that's one of that elite group that's like, yeah, when we come out, it's going to sell out. But that game didn't sell. It didn't. Because it, it was a mature rated game. Yes, on a kid's on console. On a kid's, quote unquote, kid's console. Of course, there's grown ups that had it and I loved it. But dude, it had online play. Yep. You can use a mic. I mean, it was it was, it, dude, and it, was it went to the roots of Grand Theft Auto. It did. The top the old 2D, top down. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Which yep. is debatable if that was good or not. But <laughs> I, I liked it, man. It even the camera even zoomed in and out. Mm-hmm. I dug it, man. I, I thought it was cool. And then, uh, of course, you had the WarioWare, and you were yes. able. That's when you found out you were able to blow, yes. blow on the mic, and it would you would blow the stuff off the screen. Or, you had the pinwheel. I have another one for you, uh, Bomberman on the DS. Uh, the mic on the thing, you could use your vocal cords to say, "Bomb." So, I did not know that. Yeah, uh, you can't say bomb on a plane. So that's the thing. So people were getting in trouble, and because they, they were saying bomb on a plane, because yeah, they were like bomb, bomb, you bomb. You and can't say bomb on a plane. Bomb, 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 bomb. You can't say bomb on a plane. Yeah. So like that, you know. I just think when you think of the DS, it did revolutionize things. And I'm looking at your collection right now, and I see the DS. Uh, you had uh, Spirit so, Tracks. Yeah. Right, Spirit Tracks or Phantom Hourglass. Phantom Hourglass. Phantom Hourglass. Solid as the uh, oh, for sure. game for sure, and but that's my other complaint about the DS is that there was always a fucking version of the DS coming out, always mm. like a different color, different, yeah, different whatever. Yeah. It's like ugh. yeah, Animal Crossing one, yeah, Luigi one, and just yeah. fucking like come on, just different give me color, a, different color, different. You know what we need? That's it. But to tie it in with the 3DS now, we talk about innovation technology because to me, the, the DS was innovation technology. It oh, was, that screen. Yeah, it was. Now, 3DS... For, for two weeks until you turn it off. Still, at the time, yep. having a 3D console without using glasses, because this was in that era where we were trying to be like, how can we be innovative and not do VR yet, right? Not do AR yet, you know? It, yeah, and remember starting it up, and you had to, you had to turn the 3D yeah. screen on, and it kind of like... It didn't come at you, but it went deep, and you're like, whoa. Yeah, it was crazy at the time. Now, does it hold up now? I don't think so, because it is, you know, VR changed the world. Yeah, and it was always kind of... I mean, even VR to this point is... Some consider it kind of gimmicky. You know what I mean? Like, I mean... No, we're not talking metaverse yet, okay. you know, but... You know, at, at the time, when, the when time, VR yes. stuff first came out with the phones and stuff, you know, it's it's... Yeah, technology is getting better and better. But to your point, nobody's seen that in a handheld, which you didn't need a headset with. You didn't need, you know, the glasses like you did with a Sega Master System right. or like Rad Racer on exactly. the NES, the red and blue and all that. You you didn't need that. It was like, it was there. As long as you kept your head straight and you didn't yep. move that screen, you could see the depth of exactly. it. And, and it almost seemed like your 3DS was, you know, six inches deep. Right. It, it was impressive. Now... This all ties me to something specific. Now we're going to have a lot of fun right now. You ready? Mm-hmm. 3DS, DS. It's all an accumulation, accumulation, accumulation of one specific console of the past, and that is the ever beloved 
Virtual Boy. The Virtual Boy, yes. Which I don't consider a handheld because you didn't really. But it's technically a handheld though. No, because they sold it as a portable console. It's a portable console. It's not Bullshit. a handheld. Oh my god. I Bullshit. mean, are you really gonna strap that to your head though? People did. But let's go back to the DS. Okay. I I, I strapped it to my head too. Okay. But let's go back to DS. Do you know what DS stands for? Double screen. Nope. Dual screen. Nope. What? Everybody thinks that. Developer system. Bullshit. Look it up, bro. Really? Yep. When it first came out, I was like, yeah, DS, dual screen. And I was like, no. Official Nintendo statement from the person who created the design, it means developer Just system. Just to make it easier for him. Uh, it's, it's double meaning because everybody's gonna obviously going to say, oh, dual screen, dual screen. Uh, it's developer system. Stupid. There's a little tidbit. But uh, no, Virtual Boy. Dude, Wario. Uh, yes. So yes. sick. Yes. So sick. Now, um, I'm going to tell you this. Not that I expect you to do this. But if you, there's one console in my life I want to own, uh, my partner tried to uh, get this for me. Okay. And it was unfortunately broken. But I want a Virtual Boy. So I can get bad. you a Virtual Boy. I want one so bad. I can get you one. Still in the box, too. Yeah. I really want one like, so bad. Like, never played still in the no, box. No, I want to play it. No, I'm saying I can get you a brand new one. I don't want one brand new, though. I want to play it. No, you can play it. You can open it. It's your choice. I can get you a brand new one. That's going to cost way more. No, it's not. Because the reason why... Yeah. When KB Toy Store was because going out of business, an extra. I bought many of them. If you want to give me one or they I'll were, sell you buy one from you. They were, no joke, I bought those things for $25 a pop wow. when KB Toy Stores was going out. Uh, I go there and I was like, is that, how much is the Virtual Boy? Because it was still marked for, I think, eighty nine ninety nine clearance. And he scans it and it says twenty four ninety nine. And he looks at it, he goes, let me give my manager. Manager, he goes, yeah, that's what it scans for. I go, how many you got? Dude, why wouldn't Cleared you? Cleared him out. Yeah. Cleared him out. For sure. I mean, dude, if you have one I can buy off you, please. Yeah. It would, it would stay literally in my house and I would just play it. $425. Okay. <laughs> I want it that bad. I, I do. Because I like that it's not region coded. And yep. there's a specific game I want. I want, I think it's called Bash Brothers. Uh, from uh, It was Shin Megami Tensei Bash Brothers, I think. I don't think I have that one. Yeah, that game. I have some Virtual Boy games down there. But uh, no, I have, um, yeah, the Wario, Wario was Land really was good. Great. It was great. I think, was it Red Alert? I think. No, that came, game's horrible. I mean, it, it, it was layered, but I, uh, on the, uh, it's different. It's different on the Virtual Boy, man. Cause yeah, because I've only played them. Um, I only played them on emulator. Yeah. And then I did, again, I did have. Oh, you can't Boy. emulate that, though. You can't, but I did have Virtual Boy. But, but I guess the problem with the Virtual Boy is that the eyes go out, the screens. The, mm. whatever the whatever that's called so I did my research and they said to uh, take it out and bake it unfortunately that did not work for me <laughs> bake it like get it hot so the silicone like you literally put it in the oven and bake it uh, it's the old uh, heat it up so the uh, contact points melt and connect again eh, that's always a risky business man and, and, but sorry Tom Cruise to be, <laughs> to be fair the left eye started working but the right eye did it so then it says I can't play it though you know what I mean because mm. it's like so, but hey, TLC all, I, was, I was just going to say, <laughs> all you need is left eye. <laughs> but hey, that's, that's st- stop chasing waterfalls, man. Hey, man, why you got to be a creep? <laughs> hey, bro, I'm no scrub. <laughs> I was hoping for it. I was hoping for it. There we go. There we go. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I just, um, I just, I really, there's, that was a console that I've always really wanted to own in my life. Like, if I could own any console or handheld in my life and just have it forever, that's the one. Well, guess what, Uncle Dad? It's a coming. I hope so, because that would make me the happiest boy ever. All right. So, um, 
We've done Nomad, and uh, I I mentioned the Neo Geo Pocket. Yes, let's go into that because I do have a lot to say about that. Okay, so the Neo Geo Pocket is uh, again Mount Rushmore. It's one of my favorite all time handouts. Now they did come out with multiple Neo Geo Pockets. The first one was a black and white, uh, again monochrome screen, and then later on they came out with a color. Now it wasn't a backlit screen, so very much like they did with the Game Boy Color. A warm light was available. Oh, I didn't know that. It was and, called a warm light? Yeah, I have the warm light here. But it was called warm... I thought Nintendo owned that. No, Nintendo did not own that. I have the warm light here. I think here. he's lying. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they had a warm light. Which I have well. in my hand. You have it in your hand right now. So, made by Nyko, they actually did a warm light for the Neo Geo Pocket. And it came with the built-in batteries... That would uh, be in the back of that would inject in the back of the uh, battery cavity for the Neo Geo. So not only was it kind of rechargeable, but it, it utilized the warm light as well. Um, but the Neo Geo Pocket games, to me, were fantastic. They were very very basic versions of their arcade classics. Stuff like King of Fighters, um, Marvel, uh, not Marvel's kind of. I'm sorry. Uh, um, well, yeah, technically, kind of. It's a match of the millennium. Um, and then uh, stuff like um, Last Blade. Um, just a, a ton ton of fighting games available. But wasn't it um, two buttons, though? Yeah, it was only two buttons, and it had a start button. But here's the thing. It wasn't so much about like the the pressure of the buttons or anything like that. They, they made it very, very super basic. And... Um, what was cool about the Neo Geo Pocket, they had their own cartridges. It, again, it was color, but it had other uh, features to it. Like a lot of people don't know, there was a cable that you can link up the Neo Geo Pocket to the Sega Dreamcast, and you can unlock certain fighters in certain games and different outfits, like King of Fighters 99, like Match of the Millennium. Um, and there were little cutesy, like super deformed characters when it came to Match of Millennium. So you have evil Iori against like a little Terry Bogard, very basic color system. But the gameplay on the Neo Geo Pocket was fantastic, man. Neo, Neo Turf Masters. A lot of the stuff that they did from the arcade, they just made mini versions of it. And it worked very, very well. Uh, you can system link it to another Neo Geo uh, Pocket if you wanted to, whether it was color or black and white. Um, and the best thing about the Neo Geo Pocket was the uh, joystick on there. It was the classic Neo Geo clicky, rounded joystick. It's a micro switch, right? It was a micro switch. Yeah. And it just worked so extremely well, man. Um, I'm really surprised it didn't catch on. Um, but again, this it, it came out at the time when like the the... The 3DS was just coming out. I think the, and we'll talk about this one, of course, later, but I think the um, PSP was coming out at the time, mm -hmm. and they just didn't have the marketing for it. I mean, you, you were able to get some of these games in, like, six packs from Fry's Electronics. I when remember, that, remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it would be like, oh, $25. And I would tell people, like, man, you have no idea the value you're getting yeah. in these games because you had, like, Last Blade 2, yeah. Match of the Millennium, Neo Turf Masters, I'm trying to think of um, Dark, was it Dark Arms or something like that? And these games, I paid $50 a pop for them. It's like, they're all available for $25, and nobody bought them. <laughs> so, uh, they didn't come with a box or anything. They're right. all in like a yeah, blister pack. Yeah. But I, I bought them, 
And you look at the value of those games now. Yeah. I, I guarantee you, people are shooting themselves in the foot. Like, why the hell? Uh, collectors, at, at yeah. least. Why the hell didn't I buy it when it was available? Especially with Fry's being gone now. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you know that, but I live in the Bay Area now. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, that's where I used to go. Yeah, most, most of them are all gone now. Yeah. Yeah. I think all of them are gone. No, I think they have one. I don't know where at, though. <laughs> How are they still open? Are they selling fries? <laughs> they're selling fry fries. <laughs> they have them, but they're they're apparently they're still open in Paris. Oh, yeah, they're called French fries. <laughs> oh, actually, out here they're called Freedom fries. <laughs> uh, not in France. <laughs> you were a good point. Uh, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. So, the Neo Geo Pocket and Neo Geo Pocket Color. I really loved, and it was only mainly for me one specific game, and I don't think I heard you mention it. Metal Slug. Oh, of course, yeah. Metal Slug. Uh, I think it was called Metal Slug. There was a couple Road of them on and no? Road Two. I yeah, think yeah, it was yeah, called. yeah. I loved playing it because it was the closest thing to getting the arcade experience yeah, man. to go, and and you know it wasn't overly expensive. And here, here's a fun fact: I the way I got mine at the time, the way I had it, the uh, Neo Geo Pocket was I traded somebody for. And I'll be honest with you, it was a shit trade on their end. But I think, if I remember correctly, I just traded Pokemon Red and Blue at the time mm-hmm. for Neo Geo, the console itself, at back, the time. Back then, yeah. Now, obviously, I, yeah, I get it. It's different. But... I would still go with Neo Geo, personally. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, I mean, I, I have that thing so close to my heart, man. Yeah. And again, you know, going back to Pokemon, I'm not I'm not a, the biggest Pokemon fan. so. But Neo Geo Pocket, man, I mean, just fantastic games for that thing. And so short-lived legendary absolutely love that system man it was a uh, it was very similar the size was probably a little bit bigger than the game boy micro yeah. um just square uh felt comfortable in your hand um good screen you know just eight bit graphics it's just man that was that I, I love that system man yeah um but to tie your what you're saying to kind of go into the future you brought up um, the PSP. Yes. We cannot forget about the PSP and PS Vita. The PS Vita and the PSP are probably, in my opinion, some of the most revolutionary consoles we forget about. Yeah. The PSP, as far as uh, software goes, they have some of my favorite, and they were really good at this. And not so much Sony, but the, the companies that made games for them. Was their compilations? Yes, yeah. Their compilation, the Capcom compilation, the Street Fighter uh, anniversary compilation. Can I tell you my favorite. I already know what is the the Castlevania. Wrong. Okay, hold on. Power Stone. Nope. Um, hold on. Atari. No. The Activision compilation. Nope. Hold on, hold on. I got it. The Mega Man. Nope. No. Um, I give up. EA Play. Really? There was a game I grew up with that I used to rent all the time that I never could find. Out of all of those, EA Play. Let me explain. Tell me what's on that. I can't remember all the games, but there was one game. What was that one that game? That spoke to me because I loved playing it growing up because uh, I couldn't find it I think growing I know up. what it is. What? It was that neighborhood game. Almost like, um, uh, almost like, uh, I don't want to say, uh, to, uh, Tomodachi Life? Was no. it like that? No, okay. no, no. Never mind. So, as you know, I'm a big horror fan. Always mm. have been. Mm-hmm. But there was a game called Haunted Guy. And you played a ghost. Po- no, it was called Poltergeist. Guy. Instead of Poltergeist, Poltergeist. Guy. So he was like a hit it's teen. Ew. 
he was a he was a he was a, a teen. You a cease and desist on that one, <laughs> or is it deceased and assist? Hey. Oh. Hey. Uh, everything is shot. No, baby yeah. game. Write that down. <laughs> What'd you say? You say, baby game. Write that down. Yeah, write that down, baby game, please. <laughs> um, no, uh, poultry guy. Uh, it was you played a poltergeist, but he was like a hip teen that died. And again, horror next to comic books, horror is a big part of who I am. Was that a sequel? I mean, a prequel to Stubbs the Zombie? That's what it sounds like. <laughs> and uh, you haunted the house to get people out of it. It was so much fun. Kind of like Hello Neighbor, little, little bit esque. Like, yeah, a little, like little pre Hello Neighbor, like yeah, but, but more like. But Hello Neighbor is a person, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, but Poultry Guy, I love that game. It was the EA only game, and um, yeah, they they there was the only way to get that game modern was on that collection. I love playing it. Wow. So, yeah, so that was that that was like the only game I played on my PSP for the longest time. That and uh, Metal Gear Acid Two. Oh yes, Metal Gear Acid, and he had uh, didn't they come with like three D glasses? The second one did. The second one did, yeah. And it was like kind of pervy. Cause like yeah, yeah. you could like watch women like yeah, absolutely like could, take a shower yeah you could scroll up and down they're like hey what are you doing yeah but no it was like no do you unlock the BDs like there was like this thing where you can unlock like these um, bonus like disc episodes right and uh, they were like mo- Japanese models taking showers oh, in wow. 3D and like live action and you would just watch them <laughs> Hideo Kochino. <laughs> I mean, there's always been a little level of per- pervert stuff with uh, his games. For sure. But that's sure. also, and please don't get mad at me when I say this, everybody, but it is kind of like Japanese culture. There yeah, is a little is. level it to is. that. So um, one day I would love to do a Metal Gear episode with you. Uh, okay. <laughs> you know how much. Just, I know. I know how much you love the Metal Gear series. You know how much I think it has been so recycled that but it lost. But I've never not agree with you on that. You know that. Yeah, that's true. I've always said they're not game changing. They're not life changing. I mean, they were. The but first, then, and then the they first started, three are yeah, incredible. Yes, and then they started getting recycled. And the Game Boy Color one was awesome. Yeah. Because that was like a side story way back yeah. when. So I don't know. Well, I, the first Metal Gear that I played was. It wasn't on the MSX. It wasn't on the Sony MSX. I, I, but I played the version that they released on the NES. Yeah. Which uh, was which the was, MSX. Which is the 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 sequel wasn't the one, right? Because yeah, it was uh, Metal it, Gear Solid Snakes Revenge. Revenge. Well, that's yeah. not the actual. Yeah, but that's yeah. The, that's the first one I played. Oh really? And the um, shitty one. <laughs> and I, well, but I liked I liked the concept of it. You know, kind of like the strategy and movement of it. It was something new. Um, but yeah, PSP man, they, fantastic f- mm-hmm. compilations, man. The the oh and the, it's, it's, they they did they did a remake of the Ghouls and Ghosts, yes. the Ghosts and Goblins, but it's not as good as the Capcom compilation one. I'm sorry, no, yeah, that not. one that one is fantastic. Yeah, yeah, that that PSP has. I'm glad you brought that up because it is like a retro gamers. It is, yeah, because there was so much, there were so many great compilations, and I think they knew that because at the time. The Switch didn't exist yet, right? So we knew that there was no way to really play these games. And smartphones weren't are the way they are now at yeah. the time. So I think, yeah, there was that ability to be like, oh, I want to, whatever. Uh, but I just want to add really quickly to Metal Gear. I loved, loved, in my opinion, the best Metal Gear game ever made was on uh, the PSP. Uh, Peace Walker. Really? Peace Walker. That's your, really? So it goes Peace Walker, 
number three, and then whatever. I I I probably would have liked Peace Walker on the PSP more if, and this is from the beginning. I always thought it was a design flaw, a second analog stick. So I agree with you completely. Yeah, for sure. I I completely agree with you on that. But the storyline for Peace Walker is probably the best they've done since three. Well. They lost me on the storyline after three. I, I I I didn't know whose mom was who. I didn't know if somebody was just a crossdresser or if they were. Wait, wait! You're a clone. You're, you're a clone. clone. You're we're a clone. all a clone. We're all Everybody clones. gets a clone. Yeah. Let's go out for some ice cream clones. Yeah, yeah. I, I I didn't know what was going on after a while, man. And it's maybe that's just you know my intelligence level or. We should definitely do a Metal Gear episode because. There's, you know, I don't know who's who, man. Because like it grows crazy, and then let's be honest, you know, who's Big Boss? Who's Big Boss? Yes, it's that girl. Wait, yeah. no, Big right. Boss? Yes, it's a, uh, it's a uh, Salt Sting. No, no, Salt Sting. So you don't even know. That, that's my <laughs> point. Is it, we we don't know, guys. So can I tell you this? Um, I don't know if I told you this uh, at all, retro, but uh, I actually got to meet the voice of Snake, David Hater. Yeah. I got to meet him. And, uh, you know, obviously I was like, <laughs> and he goes, uh, I was telling him, I go, look, I love your games. I do. The story lanes are weird, but I love them. But really, I love you more as a writer than I do uh, uh, a game voice. Mm. Because he wrote one of my favorite comic movies of all time. <laughs> he wrote one of my favorite comic movies of all time, which was The Watchmen. And he wrote that. He wrote the all the X-Men movies. He wrote those. And uh, he's writing on some other stuff. And so he, he wrote the Watchmen movie. Yeah. So I'm, you know this, yeah. I'm not, this is something that we just were, I'm, I'm not really part of, I'm not a big superhero um, follower. Mm-hmm. I won't say I'm not a fan because I do like superhero movies, but I'm not like the, the whole Marvel yeah. uh, universe. It's, it's just not me. Yeah. Um, I do like Marvel movies. Don't get me wrong. One of my favorite movies. And I didn't even know it was a Marvel character was Blade. Yeah. When I first watched it, I was like, dude, this this awesome vampire yeah. movie. Yeah. And I found out later, like, yeah, that's that's Marvel. And I was like, yeah. oh, and I watched the opening credits. Wait, holy crap, it is Marvel. Yeah. I had no idea. Um, I do like the Batman movies, majority of them. Um But that's DC. Yeah. Okay, right, 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 right. I'm just saying superheroes in gotcha, general. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh um, but like the whole the Marvel universe and all these movies that come out every, you know, two months, uh, I'm it's just not me. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying I don't like them because majority of them I I typically don't watch. Yeah. But um, I forgot where I was going with my point. The Watchmen. The Watchmen. Um, I absolutely loved yeah, that movie. Yeah. Like I could watch that thing over and over and over again. This the cinematics of yep. it, the slowdown, the mm-hmm. the camera angles, just the the feel of the movie, dude. I was just blown away when I first saw that. Yeah. And I and I, I was lucky enough to see it on you know the big screen when I it saw first that came with out. You. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. We did. I think I was the only one hyping it up, and you were like, "I don't know." Yeah, I don't know because I was, you know, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I, w- I wasn't very optimistic. I remember and I was, that. I, I remember out, that. I was like, Dude, this is badass. Yeah. And, and I think out of the group we saw it with, me and you were the only ones who liked it. Yeah. Because it was so different, right? It, it was so know, different, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I didn't know what was going on, but then it kind of came together. I was like, now I gotta, I now I gotta read the graphic novel. Yeah. Which um, I don't read. Anybody knows I, I'm not a reader. Um, my girlfriend is, and she loved it. She has a graphic yeah. novel. She's like, "Yo, you got you got to read this." More. And uh, I was like, "You know what? I will." I'm probably halfway through it, and there's a, is a lot more detail in yeah. the in the graphic novel. But um, but you see pages of that comic book come to life. In yeah, yeah, man. And you know, David Hayter, his big thing was like, "I want to do as much as I can 
to connect that. Dude, he, he got it, man. Yeah, he did. And uh, when I talked to him about it, I just, you know. And the fun fact is he actually agreed to be on the show soon, uh, the Uncle Dad Talk show. Mm-hmm. So hopefully we'll have him on soon. Then you'll definitely get to say hi. Well, if he doesn't have me, I'm just going to call him a hater. <laughs> but what I really appreciated about him was that he said, I love that that you're not talking about the games, that you're talking about me as a writer, because that's my job. My job is a writer. Yeah. Like, yeah, I voice acted, but my job is a writer. Like, that's what I do. And thank you for that. And so then he, he says, my one of my favorite lines in Metal Gear to me, he goes, well, come here real quick. And I was like, what's that? He goes, guess what? And he says my name. And he goes, you're good. But he does it in... Uh, you're good. You remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> he says that in his, uh, his voice. And my You're good man, if I was into men, let me tell you, because <laughs> yeah. like that's that was a hero of mine, you know. All right, I'm gonna put you on the spot. What's up? Better voice, David Hater or Keeper Sutherland? <laughs> no, because <laughs> he did the voice too for the new. I know, I know, okay, I know. David uh, Hater or what? Keith David? Keith David. Well, don't disappoint me right now. That's not fair though. That's not fair. I think it is. No, fair. it's not because that's not his fair. normal voice. Who? David Hater. That's not his normal Doesn't voice. Doesn't matter. Then, then, of course, Keith David, yeah. because that is his normal voice. Yeah, Keith David's voice is... <laughs> and I met him, too. Epic. I was so jealous, I man. know you were. <laughs> what are we talking about? We're supposed to be talking about <laughs> hold on, hold on. Right Let now. me add that real quick. So I talked to David Hader, and or not David Hader, um, Keith David, and when he went to talk to me... I'm a David Hader right now. Go ahead. <laughs> he gave me a hug, and he goes, oh. uh, he goes, you know, in his voice... And it was just talking to me about like, whatever. And he said my real name and whatnot. And he was this like, thank you, blah, 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 blah. And he goes, uh, you know, maybe one day I can I can be on the show. And, oh, uh, dude. But hearing him say Uncle Dad, right, in his voice, you can imagine it was just like, wow. <laughs> don't, don't, don't make me open a can of whoop ass. But, but now if he were to come on the show, I will have you come visit me. I, and Mike. I don't, you know what, as much as I appreciate that. I don't think I can, because I because me and Michael be doing our work. No, well, I'm 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 not very much starstruck by a lot of people, like because I you're just another person. Yeah, yeah. you know you're, you're famous or whatever. Keith David, however, yeah, yeah, he's a good guy, dude. Yeah, and, that's Keith David, bro. I want that, you to know this. They live. I yes. I I'll have them sign, dude. I man. I want you to know this. Something about Mary. When he met all his fans. He was nothing but a class act. He shook everybody's dude, hand. The, the guy, I mean, he comes off like that. He hugged everybody. It's a class act, dude. And, you know, and, you know, this is during the pandemic. So he's, yeah, yeah. He, he's older. And he's older. And he didn't care because he, he even told his handler. If you can survive yeah. the plot of They Live with Rod Roddy Piper <laughs> and that fight, yes. which is the most epic fight scene, in yes. my opinion, ever caught on film, you can survive COVID, dude. Yes. No matter what. And yeah, so just so you know, he's a good guy. That's great to hear. Yeah. Because the the one thing that's most disappointing is when you have somebody put up on a pedestal and you and meet they them suck. and they're an asshole. That's and you're like, you're, why do you think I'm so nervous to ever meet Kevin Smith? No, nah, man. Because I don't think there's any way he can be an asshole to you. I because, hope not, man. Because you're you're in the same universe. You know what yeah. I mean. You you guys have the same likes. He's got to have. The, he has the passion for it. You know hey, that. And I'm friends with his friends now. Yeah. <laughs> I just yeah. There, there's yeah. There's I, I there's always, a couple of people I met. Yeah. And they were assholes, and I was I was extremely heart broken. Yeah, and that's what I'm worried about because I you know I tell so for Mike Mike shout out to Mike real quick. For my birthday or no, my Christmas gift, he actually bought me a meet and greet with Kevin mm-hmm. at one of the cons we were working at. 
but he canceled it because he didn't, he just couldn't come because of, you know, scheduling or whatever. And, um, I told Mike, I go, I appreciate that. It's, I mean, I was so shocked when you told me that, but I'm telling you, meeting him is not, it's not a joke to me. Like if I meet that guy, it's going to be terrifying to me because yeah. what if he isn't what I want him to be? Because I think, you know, there's probably no other but artist you, in the you world. can't go in there like that because you have to have the right energy. Sure. You have to connect energy. If you're sure. going there like, you know, hesitant, like, you know, hands crossed, like, who the fuck is this guy? No, I wouldn't do it's, that, but yeah. But I'm saying just mentally, if yeah, you were yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, if you're mentally crossing your arms, kind of like, yeah, who's this guy? You know, I'm going to let him in. You can't, dude. You just got to be like, yo, I'm, you know, and please don't do this. I'm your biggest fan. Don't say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just be like, yo. Uh, Uncle Dad, tell him your, yeah. you know, your true name, whatever, and I think everything's gonna go off right. That, one, one of the one of the people that I met, um, that's so sidetracked. By the way, I know, I know, that's, uh, <laughs> but that's part of the that's part of the cast, man. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, one of the people that I met that was a, uh, you know, uh, somewhat legendary status as far as like one of the teams I like. So I'm a, I'm a big Boston Celtics fan. People that know me know this. Um, I met Bill Walton. Did you? I didn't know that. And the guy was an ass. Oh, that must suck. Like, he was, he, at least he stopped to take a picture with me, which was cool. And he smiled. But it was at one of our, one of my work conferences. And I saw him and I was like, dude, that's Bill Walton. The guy's huge. And I was like, Mr. Walton, Mr. Walton. He just ignored me. And I'm following him. Because I was like, no, I'm going to get a picture with you no matter what. I'm not going to stop, bro. I'll follow you to the freaking elevator and i'll be in your face so he finally stops and i said mr walton i'm a huge celtics fan i said you can ask me any question about the celtics all i want from if i could take a picture with you i have a friend right there just real quick he's like well you know i'm on my way to my room right now i said i understand if you don't have time that's fine and i'm staring at him he goes you said you're a big Celtics fan. I said, yes, sir. He goes, how many championships do we have? I go, 17. We just won, won one two years ago. Banner, 17. He's like, all right. Who's the MVP? And I was like, it's Paul Pierce. He was the leading scorer as well. One-on-one with Kobe the whole time. There's yeah. a lot of Kobe fans out there that won a minute, but I'm sorry, Paul Pierce outplayed him. Rest in peace. <laughs> Rest in peace, Kobe. Yeah. And he goes, okay. He goes, what team was I on before I went to the Celtics? I said, the Blazers. He goes, okay, I'll take a picture with you. Oh. like, fucking dick. And so, I hold on. I actually don't agree with your thought process. No, I don't that. agree with your thought process. I don't. Why? Because let me tell you this. Why do I have to prove myself? I'm a fan. <laughs> Think about what you just said to me, right? Why do I have to prove myself? I'm a fan. I have to go through those 20 questions, bro. But the thing is this. He said to you, dude, I'm on my way to my room. So you know that he's probably had a long day. No, and I day. said, if you don't have time, that's fine. And I. Just, but then that's why he was just trying to see where you were. Because how many people come up to you? Who just know who, especially because you know cell phones existed at that point, right? Yes. Social media existed. Somewhat, yes. Right. I mean, still somewhat, and so you could be like, Twitter. oh, whatever. The, the twitters. The, the twatters. The, tw- the, twat- <laughs> the twatters fair. But like you know, you could still like. So I kind of get his perspective. Nah. I'm sorry, dude. Nah, I'm sorry. Maybe I'm... I'm being selfish. But anyways, he took a picture with me. And, and everyone <laughs> and knows. And you're bitching about it. <laughs> everyone knows. No, I was, I was, I was cool. I was cool. Everybody knows he's, like, you know. Oh, so that's the picture that's above your ceiling in your bedroom? Ah. No. No, that's of you. Uh, I thought you were going to say that's a Mike. That's a Mike. That's a Mike and Bruce Willis. It's a baby game. (laughs) Baby game. No. (laughs) We'll love hearing that, I'm sure. I I took a picture with him, and uh, everybody knows he's a hippie. 
Mm-hmm. You know, it's always been like, dude had major bo, bro. And Bill Walton, if you're listening to this or any, I doubt any of your children, <laughs> I'm sorry, but I'm just being honest, man. I just if, if any of your children BO. or Bill Walton is listening to this, and I, and hit I me up at Uncle Dad at UncleDadTalks.com to have you on the show. Yeah, and I understand. <laughs> I understand you probably don't wear deodorant because of your lifestyle, whatever. You could put some, yeah, and some patchouli is be good. But I'm, <laughs> come on. Like, bro, it was bad, bro. I was like, whoa. And in the picture, you can actually see me kind of like my eyebrows raised like, it was, uh, it smelled, it smelled like a, smelled like a wounded panda. (laughs) But anyways, back to handhelds. All right. Back to handhelds. So we, we talked about the PSP. Let's go into the Vita. So now the Vita, what made it special was that it was the closest thing to get a modern experience at the time. On a handheld. So by modern, that would have been the PS3, 360. PS4 almost. Yeah, yeah. Because it was compatible with PS4. That's right. So PS3, PS4. And when you say compatible, you mean the remote play. The remote play, yeah, yes. not the games. Um, and uh, 360, like that era. So it was the most the way to get the most modern graphic experience on a handheld. But it had something going for it that I think DS didn't even have. Of one screen, large. And it was touch, but it was like iPhone touch. It was like yeah, it was so very accurate, very clear. Accurate. Yeah, and, and you had two versions too. Remember, they came out with a with like Wi-Fi version, and then the you, and then the oh, you're talking about when it first came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. There was a 3G version, 3G version. That's right. We just think about this. We're at, we're at 5G now. I know. Isn't that crazy? Five gangsters. Five gangsters. There's only three gangsters. Five goodies. <laughs> there was only there was Five only goodies. Snoop, Dre. And maybe <laughs> DLC, maybe, maybe, maybe. No, Little C's. <laughs> little C's. Not Little C's. You know what's funny is now, I had a now, conversation. Now with 5G, now it's Eminem and, and Mary J. Blythe. I had a conversation with Mike about Little C's and he goes, dude, who the fuck cares about Little C's? Mm. <laughs> I agree. That guy, Little C's to me was the little rat that's on top of Jabba the Hutt. Wait, did you think he goes, yeah, yeah. Think- <laughs> <laughs> That's Little C's, dude. You know what I'm talking about? Little C's, if you're listening, yo, I fucked up. I'm sorry, Little C's. Don't, yo, don't shoot me. Yo, Little C's, one of my favorite songs is with you and Little Kim. You know what I'm talking about. No. Crush on you. Oh, God, really? Dude. <laughs> are you finished this? No. Wow, I'm a more. I'm drinking more than you are today. The favorite, the favorite song, I, the Little C's by me, is when Biggie says, Me and Little C's, <laughs> Metal Boudon Peace, oh, that. Smoked out Diablo. Anyways, that's it, Little C's. That's all you got for me. You know, one day, I don't know if there is enough to do this on, but we should do a rap episode where it's about rap video games. Oh, man. You got got Wu-Tang. You got... uh, What do you mean, Dell? Dell doesn't have a game. His own game. Oh, his own video game? It wouldn't count. Uh, He had to have his own game. Dude, I know Tion. Tion, come on the show. We should get Tion... Yeah. To connect with Dell. I know, yes. Connect with Dan the Automator. Yes, I know. And Casual. Yeah. And make a hieroglyphics video game, bro. Maybe you got to edit that out, though, okay? Thank you. Yeah, edit that out. <laughs> uh, go ahead. <laughs> uh, no, uh, so, yeah, P- uh, but before we get into PSP, I mean, uh, PSP, we got to go to PSP. Remember the uh, technology that they used in there? UMDs. Yes, but you know what the UMD was before it was called UMD? Uh, WMDs. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> boom. Uh, what? It was a Sony mini disc, bro. I mean, not really. A it mini disc kind of was. was. Well, no, fuck you, dude. A mini disc was in a square. It kind 
it was. It was that's just a, the casing. But that's what it was. <laughs> but that's just the casing. Oh my god, get out of here, dude! It was Sony Minidisc technology, bro. Oh my god. Anyways, PSP. I mean, okay. PSP to come. Okay. The 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 touch in the back yes. of the system. Yeah, touch. Oh, that's right. I forgot about it that. It had that. So when you're playing like it had a touch uh, games paddle like, on the back. Yeah. So when you're yeah. playing that, like Uncharted. That's how you paddled. Remember that? Yes, that's right, dude. Revolutionary. But I was man. thinking Tearaway. Remember Tearaway? Yes. Yeah. Uh, made by Treasure. Mm-hmm. Um, Tearaway was no, no. Tearaway Wait. was made by the team of the Little Big Planet. Yes, right? yes, that's right. Uh, um, Molecule, um, whatever the fuck it was. Oh man, uh, Molecular Three or M Three or some shit. Why am I forgetting the developer's name on this? I'm sorry, guys. I had too much to drink. <laughs> oh, man. Um, oh, man. Um, I can't I believe don't know. I'm forgetting Little Big Planet's developers. But, anyways, yeah, Tearaway. Yeah, like Tearaway, you could like, rip paper on the back side of it. Mm-hmm. So you would touch the back or whatever. That's right. Another great one was Gravity Falls? Gravity. No. Anti gravity, gravity. Oh my god! It was like a PlayStation game where you played as a girl, and it was gravity something, and they made a sequel for the PlayStation Four. Gravity. So, uh, Media Molecule is That's right. development. That's right. Team. Yeah. Uh, my apologies to Media Molecule. But like in the game I was thinking was Gravity Rush. Gravity Rush. Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah. That was a great game. Yeah. I, I thought yeah. it was like. Fucking, because it also one thing I'm forgetting to mention, the Vita had like a a cello, cello, accelerometer, right? Yeah, it was like the 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 thing that you can tell where you hold it, right? Yeah, what is it called? It's called a um, I don't know what's called, but uh, is very much like the like the uh, the Dual Shock. It had that uh, yeah that motion control, like the access, whatever, whatever the, the fuck access. it was. Yeah, yeah, six axis. Six axis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I I you know the Vita had a lot of great things for it. Uh, I think ultimately what what heard it though was that it was a little too expensive in my opinion uh i, I don't know if, if if you're a techie and you look at the technology put in that thing man i thought it was priced right personally i thought it was priced right uh um, for the average person who can afford it mm. but you know what no no uh, you know no 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 no, no, no. i mean <laughs> you're, you're looking for game boy price you know what I mean? let's like, support people you, here. You, you, you you're looking for you're you're trying to you're trying to buy a ferrari with uh you know pinto money <laughs> it's, come on man um one thing we forgot to mention an honorable mention is for the psp era the psp go yes so the psp go uh it was like a sidekick remember that kind of yeah it was it was uh kind of like the the future of <laughs> he's trying to grab what's, one i'm trying to grab it right now uh it's kind of like the future of what is now Wait, hold which on, hold is on. put it by the mic and swipe it Come on, do you get closer? One more time. Yeah. So what? With that sound you heard was that the screen would slide upward, mm-hmm. and which would reveal the controller. And at the time, it it was like, oh, you can only download games. I can't play my old games out. Now you release something like this, and it's download only. Oh my only. god, dude! And they had a hard drive. Yep. They had a a, a digital hard drive. That, that was you, so ahead of its time. Yeah, man. That you could you could pop in the back, but the downfall. To this again, design-wise, it's had one analog control, and I don't like where it's placed. It's kind of like in the middle. Right. Well, that was because it was the PSP design. But imagine if they did that for the Vita. Oh yeah. Yeah, because the Vita had two nubs, and uh, yeah, the Vita dual, dual analog and R R one R. I mean R 
L three R three. They click. They click down too. So we're definitely forgetting about something. I just remember because you're handling over there, sir. You can go ahead and grab it. It's a motherfucking Engage by Nokia. Yeah, you're talking about smartphones, and we're talking about. Uh, I mean, it wasn't that smart. Maybe a dumb phone. <laughs> I love. You know how much I love the Engage. I know you like the Engage, man. I just I try to play this thing, man. I'm like, dude, this game. Su-. I mean, there there were some decent games on it. I'm not gonna lie. But, but there was a lot of flaws with the console itself. There was a lot itself. of flaws, and so one wait. of them is the button layout. You don't know what's going. Look at this thing. Oh, I know. You I don't have know this what, one. You don't know what's going on with that. There's no analog. Hello. Hello. <laughs> yeah. But you could use it as a phone, and I did for a while. So I'm gonna take a picture right now, so you guys can see it. But here's the thing: he has the N-Gage two. Two. Yes. But the thing is, the N-Gage of one was the crazy one mm-hmm. because that one, and you'll see in the picture if you follow us on at Uncle Dad Talks on Instagram, uh, you actually they called it a taco phone. Because you would have to hold it by your fucking ear on the on the on the edge on the edge, basically. It's hard to explain. But like, so think of a taco and the part that's bent on the bottom that holds the meat and whatever. That part you would have lined up with your ear to yes, your mouth, exactly. And that's how you would talk. And not only that, that's how you would taco. <laughs> the only way you would be able to change the game too back in that version. You had to take the fucking battery the out. The whole battery out and pop the SIM card or game horrible, card aside. Yeah. Horrible. Really bad design. And I you know, and for and for it being a Japanese uh developer uh system designers, that was like what were you guys thinking yeah. at that time? And then when they made the second one, it was more economical. Yeah, the con- you say ergonomical? ergonomical. Is, that, <laughs> is that a new word? Ergonomical. I'm say ergonomical. Er- ergonomical. And then you can actually, there's a little flap, and you would open it up, and then you could put the uh, cartridge in. Um, two buttons were specifically like laid out there. You say specifically? No more, no more brews for you, dude. Hey, let's have a shot. <laughs> we haven't had a shot yet. We're we gonna have the show soon. You so, say yes. specifically. Gonna, I think that is a shot. Yeah, Atlantically, you're right. <laughs> but. Honestly, there were some great games on it, though. I love the Elder Scrolls game. Yeah, so uh, on the N-Gage itself, I they, there was an Elder Scrolls game that I really liked. I also really liked... I never knew they had Elder Scrolls on that. Spider-Man 2 was also pretty yeah. cool on it. It came packed in with uh, one of the... Right. I think I think mine was... Yeah, with number two. It came packed in. And then uh, Splinter Cell Chaos 3 was on there. Yeah, it was. And it was a solid... I mean, for the time, a solid port. And, uh, yeah. It, it, honestly... This is probably one handheld that I actually wish I still owned because I have a lot of memories of this one. I do. And this actually was my phone at one point. Do you remember that? I do. Yeah. That was now that you said that, I do remember yeah. that being your phone. I was like, dude, are you using the internet? Yeah. And you were like, what? Are you playing <laughs> Super Monkey Ball on that? Yeah. yeah that was like my phone. And yeah. I loved it. I, I, I mean, used it for like the free trial or whatever. It was like yeah. 90 days or something like that. I, it, I just it sucked. I think. I don't know, man. I think you know how much I love gaming, and I just having a phone at the at the time that could play games. Yeah, like, it was just cool. And this was before the app it was, stores. Yeah, it was before, before smart, all that stuff. Like so, true smartphones, so like yeah, it yeah. was kind of before its time. It had the right idea. It they just didn't execute it the right very way. poor execution for sure. Yeah, and and, and with, without the touchscreen, which is so prominent now. You're looking at you know a D pad with you know nine buttons. I can get confused into the average. But uh, well, they only used a two, though. You're forgetting that. Well, not always. But mostly. <laughs> mostly, yeah. It was a it was a two action buttons, but I do have some games that use a third, even a fourth button. Um. Uh, so we got something. Something Kingdom Sega made a, a strategy game. They use a, a maybe, bunch, but bunch we got to wrap up soon. So, 
Before we wrap up, there don't, is something we're forgetting. Don't cut me off, bro. I am going to cut you off because it'll go on forever. Um, well, something we're forgetting, and I think we should talk about it now as we wrap up, is the Game & Watch. Yes. Uh, Game & Watch was... Going back to the beginning. Yeah, going back to the beginning was basically like kind of like the Tiger Electronic Games. Mm-hmm. Had a permanent background picture. and then Before a, the Coleco Arcade yeah. handheld games. Yeah. You know, that came out with a Donkey Kong, Frogger, uh, Zaxxon. It was a Game & Watch. Game & Watch, yeah. And it was, you know, you had your versions of, uh, I think it was, what's that guy's name that he would, like, Mr. Game & Watch, right? Mr. Game & Watch, yeah. He would hold, like, different the balls. Ju- the ju- the, he was the juggler. You the can juggler. get that. Yeah, he would, you can get he that would juggle balls. There. Yeah, you can get that on pretty much all of them. Yeah. It had an alarm clock. Yep. Which, at the time, was a big deal. A big deal. Um, and then it had dual screen. Like, if you get the, the Legend of Zelda one and Donkey Kong, they had two screens on it. Which kind of the pre- precursor to the DS, yeah, man? If sure. you think about for it, for sure, for sure, uh, very solid console, and I think we cannot we can't end the episode without talking about that. Yeah, uh, but there is some things I want to bring up, I, like kind of like you had right up in the very beginning, and we'll just talk about it real fast. There's a whole new world of handheld, and that's like the homebrew handhelds. Mm-hmm. There's all these consoles that run Linux or some sort of Android software, yep. and now. These games that you loved can be with you at all times yeah. on these consoles. I have this one, and forgive me, I can't remember the name of it, but it's a square one. I have to bring it sometime, and I can play Dreamcast on it, and it's awesome. And I can play all these other games, and I love it because I take it when I fly you know, with Mike and when we travel and stuff for the show, because it is nice being able to play these games. Like I, I fell in love with Rival Schools again. Oh, yes. Being because Project cut, Justice or the old school Rival Schools? Old school Rival Schools. Nice. To be able to just play it on the plane, you know, yeah. like, because, you know, you, you can play Crazy Taxi yeah. in a taxi. In a taxi, you know, and it's just, there's something special about that. And um, on, on top of that, there is something that I wish I could have, and that is like a portable... Eddie, you might laugh at me at this. It's a portable C- a Sega CD console. Because, boy, there's something Ooh, so special could, to my heart. Your full motion video games, man. And that's an episode for sure we're going to do. Oh, man. You and your full motion video games. And they're coming back. They're becoming more popular no, now. Not in a good way. Uh, Yeah. But you, now you can put all those things on an SD card. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I went on my phone. You know what I mean? I, yeah, want... I know what you mean. Yeah, like yeah. you want you want an actual handheld video game system that plays FMV. I'm sure it's out there. I'm sure with the you know the old school game parks and you know the newer stuff that that's out right now. I forgot what the new one is. Not Retrovision. I forgot what it's called. I'm sure they're available. They're just not as sought after as as you like. You know. Sure. Yeah. So I'm, I'm sure you can find them. Yeah, and because not... FMV now you yeah. can put that on a yeah anything anything and and it's like I just. Because you know what it is, and this is what it comes down to. There's a So shout out to one of my favorite shows of all time. Uh, is The Last Drive-In, hosted by Joe Bob Briggs. And he used to host a show way back when called Monster Vision on mm-hmm. TNT. I love shitty horror. You know that. Most people who listen to the show know that. And watching or playing an FMV is like playing a shitty movie. And I love shitty movies. Yeah. Because to me, and somebody once told me this. There is no such thing as bad movies. They're just misunderstood. Mm-hmm. Because the way I see it is, you're right. They didn't think they were making a bad movie. They didn't think they were making a bad game. Right? Like when you're making the, like Corpus Killer. Corpus Killer, right? Corpus Killer. Uh, Not Corpus. Yeah. Sorry, Corpus sorry, Texas. <laughs> Corpus Killer or um, Night Trap or whatever. It's like they weren't thinking they were making a shitty game. 
You know what I mean? They just it just happened to be that way. Yeah. They, so maybe they, at the time they probably thought it was revolutionary and it didn't right. come out that way. And it's and, just misunderstood. And speaking of misunderstood, before we end this episode, I know you brought it up before the episode, so we gotta say it. Stuff that's misunderstood, something that some people would call a shitty handheld. It's the Gamecom. Going back to Tiger. I wanted to save that for a Tiger episode. We'll save that later. So Because the Tiger Electronics, boy, do they have so some stories. Hold that Tiger, as they say. Hold, hold that, that tiger. tiger. Hold that Tiger. But before we wrap up, as always, we got to thank everybody. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Riverside FM Riverside. for sponsoring the show. Thank you, Baby Gabe, for editing. Baby Gabe, always in the house. Thank you for Mike for always being there. Mike. Mike Hampton. Yep. And of course, thank you, Retro Gaming Nomad. Well, thank you, Uncle Dad. And this is another episode of Game Papas that I hope you guys love. I and hope now, you guys oh, replay hold on. it. Hold on. And I hope, I hope, I hope that we get more followers off this. And here's the thing. Something you don't know yet. This is no longer behind a paywall. Do you know that? It's no longer behind a paywall? <laughs> it's not. This this Game Papas, including not only just the Game Papas, but also our boy Tion Buku won his show, Arts the Empire. Don't tell me. Are 100% free. Don't tell me it's free, it's 50 free. Fucking free. Oh, snap. All you got to do is listen to the Uncle Dad Talks main channel. It'll always be on there. Because here's the thing, we we thought about something and we were like, you know what? All these other play, all the others podcast people do that. We're not going to do that. We're going to make it free. No money, no, no money, money, no, no money. money. By the way, one of my favorite movies, just yeah. so you know. All right. But apparently, we have a shot to do. We have a shot to do. So, as we take our shot, we will say goodbye. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Remember, follow me at Uncle Dad Talks on Instagram.com and follow Retro Gaming Nomad at Retro Gaming Nomad on Instagram. Easy. <laughs> And of course, you can check out the website, Uncle Dad Talks, to see more on there. Remember, everybody, peace, love, and game on. Game on, baby. We're taking a shot. Goodbye. Good night. And we'll see you all next month. Let's go have some Mexican food. Let's go.